Good morning, everybody. Get yourself a big old bowl. Make sure you sterilize it. Keep it clean and fresh. Use gloves. Get a spoon. Don't put too much fire to it. Have yourself a big old heaping serving of vegetable soup here on NWCZ Radio Channel 1. Yes. It's Tuesday evening, 6 o'clock, and we're about to blow ears off with some listener-powered radio today. Uh, I got uh, some emails nice. from people. Maybe not nice. But well, uh, no, they we're, we're looking forward I to mean, hearing it. They're all decent. And I Go got ahead. a. I just I I took uh, four of them and took questions off right. of them. And there's one listener that I actually interact with on a personal level. Cool. Who asked me a couple of questions, and I thought I would just go ahead and uh, and answer those questions can, on air. Can, can I first say I feel comp- really out of place here today? You guys look like you just stepped off a construction site. I've never seen <laughs> I've never seen T Man. He's got his Carhartt hat on and a Timberland. Uh, hoodie on, which is usually at some punk band yeah, or some yeah. some obnoxious, you know, right symbol or something because he's an anar- anarchist. And here I am in my work <laughs> pants. And, and, and you got and you got your work pants and your and your day- <laughs> I'm, I'm like, did you guys just come from building a, from a a, an apartment I t- or something? I took 15 minutes off work to do this show. We got to hurry, bro. <laughs> come on, I'm on my lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, Trevor, I hardly recognize you. Yeah, when he came in, I thought it was you at first because it's like he doesn't wear that. He does not wear does that. Not it's wear usually that. black, all black, uh-huh. with some white obnoxious band uh-huh. who probably sounds good, but they, you know, how the punkers are. Right, right. And he's got his little Carhartt hat. He he looks all uh, he looks all constructiony. Today. He does. He looks like he came with me off of a labor job. <laughs> We're I setting mean, windows in about forty five minutes. Got his safety minutes. goggles on over there. <laughs> I grew. I mean, I uh, I grew up uh, working the sawmill with my grandpa. Uh huh. So you're hearkening back to those days. Yeah. Thanksgiving week. Time to be all reflective and everything. I can't hear you because I didn't wear earplugs while the machines were going. What? <laughs> what? No, you guys, you look good. So uh, I look like my usual Sunday bum. But again, I'm, this I'm is why church out. clothes right here. Yeah, I know it is. I'm usually all in black because I cut because I. I'm usually coming straight from my trying actual to look, trying to look slim down. <laughs> that too. Oh, always. No color is slimming. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm coming from my security job, so I'm all, that's the, you know, that's the whole thing, all black. Vertical stripes, black and white, are very slimming. <laughs> not that, that not that job. So as you can tell with me as always is my COVID co-host Big D. Good to be here, man. And, and my most favoriteest engineer, Trevor. Most favoriteest. Most uh, he's favorite. a rock star. Most, most only list. Uh, most <laughs> only list. I, I get nothing but praise from uh, from the the fellow and the fellow show people, fellow show people uh, who have shows here on NWCZ Radio about the fantastic job that Trev does. Trev is, is the most awesomest of engineers that I've ever worked with. And I've worked with a lot of engineers, mm-hmm. and especially uh, in the music industry. And this guy right here, professional, sharp, knows what he's doing. Falls asleep on the couch. Falls asleep uh, on the couch because he's waiting for you. <laughs> nothing nothing he, wrong with that. You know, he's only been late twice, and I've had engineers fall asleep during the show. Yeah, see, so <laughs> I've I've seen the the people that you trained me. So once just a big asleep. big shout out to Trav, yeah, there, man. He's he's the he's the guy. And and one more shout out to Gary. Because he's always on his toes, keeping us on our toes, listening to the shows. I love oh, you, did, man. Did Trev screw up again? Nope, not at After all. After all this praise, nope. we're going to find out. Th- nope. <laughs> Gary, Gary called and said, you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Gary. Stay on top of it, man. That's rubber chicken radio, Gary. <laughs> Bird I was dog just do it. it. Bird dog it. So, yeah, I, uh, 
I get emails, and uh, like I said, I interact with one of these listeners in, in person at work. Cool. And uh, that's Nick. Nick, he, uh, he asked me an interesting question that kind of, it really got me thinking. He said, what would it take for me to get back into music? And honestly, I on, honestly I don't know. A place know. to play? I, it, no, because I've got a. <laughs> I've, well, a yeah, venue. You would definitely have to have a venue, but non-masked band. Let me let me tell you, I have a band. I'm in a band right now. I've got mm. this guy Steve, who you've met. Yep. That uh, I've actually been in and out of bands and per- performed, and I am still kind of actively playing with him. For almost careful, yeah. Well, you know, not physically, just musically. You know, just. But I'm not afraid to do that either. You can't go through life with one hand tied behind your back. (laughs) I'm just saying. Keep one busy. Exactly. So, but uh, he and I have been uh, musically active for almost 30 years, and uh, we have a a friend, Mark, who plays drums, who we've jammed with uh, off and on, and have performed with live and. In all honesty, we we hadn't got together to perform in almost almost five years, maybe even six. And Mark came over, set up his drums. Steve came over, set up his guitar, and we jammed for 25 minutes. And it was like we were ready to do a show. We we didn't miss a beat. Practice was it was it was amazing how how we clicked. So uh, I uh, I could I could definitely if if need be and if the money was there and if the venue was there. I could go play, practice tomorrow, and play a show the next day with these three guys, or these other two guys, like right now, and the band would be Nothing Sounds Good. But uh, what would it take for me to get back into music? If if the world wasn't in chaos right now and everything aligned perfectly, I think it would take people with the same drive I have because I have never been in a band it's always with the hard people thing, right? that have the same yeah. Motivation and that's drive the that I have. Of, that's the killer of most bands. It most, is most bands I've ever been in. You had one or t- one, usually one or maybe two, uh-huh. who were on the same track right. with intensity, uh, seriousness, um, creativity, creativity, and then you got the other guys who it's a hobby. Yeah, it's low, way low on the totem pole of priorities. You come to practice and they haven't really done anything, right? Yep, and, yep. That, that and then if you get thing. on them, they get pissed off and they call it creative differences. Yep, yep. And it's 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 very. I mean, I've been in bands where the majority were motivated and driven, and in one of those bands, drugs killed the band, which is sad. Yeah, Specific, well, that, that, specifically meth, which which I will always and forever hate. And in another band, we. Uh, we stupidly hired this guy because we thought we needed a second guitarist and and he he came from a different state had heard us loved us loved the singer came came moved here just to join the band decided he didn't like the singer and ran the singer off decided he didn't like rehearsing in my garage because i had a a dictatorship kind of thing because because <laughs> no, I, I didn't charge I didn't charge rent. I didn't charge rent, so I had the the full say. I said, Well, you know what? Start paying rent and we'll all have you know, we can all have a fair shake. And that wasn't good enough. But uh the and then the the most recent band I was in, I've probably told this story, but we uh we were invited to play 
in in New York, and we were also invited to play some shows around the South by Southwest uh, uh, function, and the guys just didn't want to do it. And I was like, I will pay for the entire thing, and they still didn't want to do it. And the saddest part was one guy was just like, well, I have my career to think about. And that really, as soon as those words came out of his mouth, I quit the band. <laughs> Dude, I have so many stories just in the recent years. You, you wonder why I do. I put everything into doing uh, this here at the at the radio station because I I don't want to work with a band anymore. Well, let me ask you guys this: if if you were to get back into doing music or or a band, mm-hmm. what would be your ultimate goal out of that? Would it be to be because the bands and I think this is another problem that bands have is they have different goals. Do you want to be rich? Well, do you want to be famous? Some bands just want to sign a, a, a contract. Some want to travel, be a traveling band. Some just want to be like they want to dominate the local scene. And and you get all these different goals coming in. And there's lots of goals that you can you yeah, can, you can set and benchmarks sure. that you can achieve being a band. And if you're not on the same page, you get problems. Yeah. Well, to answer your question, for me personally. Where I am right now, if I was in a band, my goal would be to have two hit songs. Okay. Without having to tour. And how would you define hit? uh, Sales? Well, no, because... Downloads? Because, yes. Downloads and clicks. Because I I would make... And what would you put that that number at? I would want to make video... uh, Five million. Okay. If I could get... Now, that's... If I could get two... That's songs. a goal. If I can get two songs with videos, mm. uh, whether they're live or some kind of artistic thing, right. that got five million clicks, you would consider that a success. I would consider that a success. Right, and that's a legitimate. That's a legitimate goal. I think it's an achievable goal. I think it is too. But I'm. But a lot of people don't think in those terms when they join into a band. I, I and you gotta, most don't. You, I mean, and, and it honestly in today's. Uh, uh, configuration how today is working yeah i think that's super achievable oh, absolutely. by three to five talented guys if absolutely. you can write a good song yep. and you can make a good video whether it's like i said live or a, a video i think you could achieve Dude, that I get, I get within, music, within four months i get music to the station every day i get emails with people sending in songs and some of these songs are from bands all around the world yeah. And when I go, if it's a really good song or they have a particularly good presentation, I go in and look at it. Some of them have that. Right. And we've never heard of them. Yeah. You know, because you can hit a pocket in China. You can hit a pocket in Europe. You can hit a pocket in Spain or well, wherever or see, the U.S. and you're there. Yeah, That's something I miss about MySpace because with MySpace, every time we created a new song, because we were recording in my garage, we would create a new song. And with MySpace, you could go. Okay, I wanna, I wanna infiltrate, let's say Italy. So we right. go or Spain. You know, just go to Barcelona, target Spain, it. and target everybody. And uh, next thing you know, you got you got a thousand new listens, right? Because you hit a, a group of people that are actually interested in what you're doing. And so you move on. You go, okay, France, okay, Yugoslavia, okay, wherever, Pakistan. Right. We even we even had some hits from Pakistan. It was crazy. Yeah, but uh, we had you, a guy. YouTube uh, and Facebook don't allow you to specifically target regions and areas. No, they're just like we're all over. And they so lie you don't to need you too. To. If, yeah. you, if you if you say you're paying for this targeted thing, they won't do nope, it. No, nope, they just take your not money. Not at all. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I've been in bands and I've managed bands and I've managed bands that actually, you know, we did pretty well. And the ultimate killer, the ultimate killer is lack of focus, yep. lack of drive, and lack of common goals. And drugs. <laughs> that you can use, you know, I mean, unless it's really bad, which has happened, but unless it's really bad and out of control, you can usually get over that. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, full disclosure, complete honesty. In one band, I was a crackhead, and the the main guys in the band, the the the, the people that were the band, they, they right. I was hired. Right. I was a crackhead, and they became meth heads. So I'm the guy going, "Hey, we need to practice. We got these gigs coming up," <laughs> and they're in the bedroom, just like, "We'll be out in a minute, man. We'll be out in a minute, man. We'll be out in a minute, man." It's just, finally, it's just like, "Well, we're not. We've we're missed not. five shows. We're not getting paid anymore. I'm out." Yeah. Oh, you're fired. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Not if I quit first. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can't right. fire me. I quit. <laughs> What's the next email you got? Well, so I got the I got this question from a guy named John, and he wants to know why I hate holidays. And uh, do you? It's it's. I don't know that I've heard that. I I don't hate all holidays because you know everyone. Well, loves, let's start with the ones you do hate. I hate Thanksgiving. I hate Christmas. I hate New Year's, and I hate birthdays. Birthdays, birthdays aren't so. Holidays. Is it because it is it because um, I'm gonna play uh, devil's advocate? No, nah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna play uh, pop psychiatrist psychiatrist <laughs> on you. Uh, I know a little bit about you. Yeah. Uh, seems to me that those are all family oriented hey, holidays. Ding 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 ding. You and, hit it right on the head, brother. And knowing what you've gone through, yeah, I, I can com- I can totally see that. And a lot of people. You're not alone. No. There are a lot of people who hate those holidays specifically yeah. because it it evokes bad memories, bad memories. Uh, feelings, you're not you're not down with emotional your family. Hatred. Yeah. And I don't like to feel hate. It can be, it can I, make I, you feel lonely. I really try not to hate anymore. I really it's it's a it's, a, it's a, a great it's a powerful emotion yeah. that that it's needless though. And, and so I don't want to feel that anymore. And the best way for me to not feel that is to just not participate in those and things. And there's nothing wrong. Nobody says you it, have to. Yeah, and there's absolutely nothing wrong so with that. So I wouldn't that. say... And you know what's really nice? My 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 significant other yeah. understands and accepts that and doesn't force me to do family things because she comes from a very, very tight loving, family. Right. tight-knit, uh, very family-oriented gatherings and have and you tried to stuff. accept that i've part I've, of her? I've gone she's yeah. she's like hey i know you don't like it but you want to go I, I, all right i'll go because you want me to and that's love yeah so i've gone that's a loving act i've gone and and i, I i've i've started going more but and that's good but it's it's and they accept I, you i still i still don't like christmas but i've gone to a few of them oh yeah they accept me they didn't at first you know Who's this white guy with long hair? Well, that looks like a drug that's addict. That's everybody's first impression of him. Yeah, he looks <laughs> looks like a drug addict. They're right. <laughs> but, but, <you> know. <laughs> no, you're a good but, guy. But, I, yeah, they, look, uh, you're not alone in that. And I wouldn't say that you hate those. I don't think you hate those. You I, just don't enjoy them I, to I, the point I, where I, you are want to isolate. I'll go with that. I'll and with and that. there's no problem with that. You are not alone in that. I think everybody, if they're honest, at some point in their life has had a blue Christmas or a downer Thanksgiving. Yeah. And and all you got to do is take that one experience, whether you were alone at college or you were, 
you know, you were working somewhere in a new town and, and you or, didn't or know anybody. With a significant other whose, yeah. whose family did not accept you. So any of those. All of that. Take that one time or maybe two times you had that and, and then spread that over all of the Thanksgivings and Christmas and you, you realize where some people are at. Yeah. Yeah, we got to have empathy for those people because it can be a very lonely, very depressing time. A lot of people yeah. just check out. They can, they can be. And then the stress level. That that can occur to someone who and that's where who you, isolates simply because of of past issues. We'll right. call it yeah. can can be harming themselves just just in the in the state of loneliness that they have accepted for themselves. In that, when I say check out, it's not just they want to go sit in a corner. They want to no. check yeah, out mentally, yeah, yeah. blitz themselves out. Yeah, bl- you know, like five bottles of Jameson slur later, their, <laughs> slur their way through the holidays. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of times every, things aren't holly, holly, jolly. And, um, you know, people gathering around with the Norman Rockwell Thanksgiving feast. Yeah, exactly. So that's I, a, that's I, a, I feel for you on that. That's a fantasy. And it's it's a for, fan- some, for, it some, is some, a, for some people, it's a reality. But but not everybody. But not everybody. In no. fact, I, I don't know what the percentage is, but you're not alone in that. No. So I'm, I, I'm so going to go at least five. I think when he says, you know, why do you hate them? I would I would. I, I would argue the point that you don't hate them, like you don't want them to not exist. Well, you don't want other people to enjoy that because, you know. And but birthdays, most people don't like birthdays. No, no. Even when you were a kid, it was awkward. It was. It was. You know, even if you had a birthday completely party, completely awkward. It's really I'm, awkward, right? I never, You're the center I never of attention. A, you got to blow these damn candles out. Everybody's watching you open presents. And they're all jealous of what you got, or or it's people in your family that don't like you, that don't want to get you that present, right. but were forced to get you that thing, and then you got to fake the appreciation for it because you don't like them back. Exactly, and you know because it's like yeah, that's awkward too. Hey, I know you sexually molested me, but thanks for the T-shirt. Right, you know. <laughs> exactly. No, been, been it, there, done that. That's a great slogan. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> thanks. That's a nice T-shirt to get me. Yeah. Hands on. Uh huh. <laughs> Hands all over, baby. <laughs> So yeah, it's a it, it's just because of the way I grew up, John. I'm just saying I I you had some moments. I had some I had some really horrible experiences and I think my favoriteest favorite Did you say this in a show at some point? I don't remember having this conversation. No, I talked to him online. I got it. So so uh my favoriteest Thanksgiving I, I was probably still living at home cuz it was I was between 10 and 14. And my mother, my actual mother, made this huge feast, and two people showed up, and she's just like, I don't even know why I do this. And I was just like, stop. Don't you hate that? Stop When they doing try to it. make you feel guilty yeah. for something. They, nobody forced you. Yeah. Stop we didn't all stand it. around with a gun. Stop doing it. Uh, no. My, see, and my mom was the queen of that. <laughs> the queen of going all out, staying up all night. Doing everything and then making us all feel guilty. So there you are trying to enjoy the, you know, the feast of, of her labor right. and, and and trying to shower thanks on her. Well, you don't even know what it took to get you know, it. <laughs> I was up all night long and uh. nobody ate any of the bean casserole. And <laughs> so you're like, I better go have some bean casserole. Yeah. I mean, it, it just turns into a guilt it's, fest. It's disgusting and it's got these crazy almonds in it, but whatever. Yeah, and then, so you know, Chris, what Christmas? What was, holidays do you like? Uh, Fourth of July, nice. Uh, I like. Uh, I like all holidays that I get paid double time and a half on. Those are good holidays. 
Yeah. Because I, Labor I make sure. Day, but I mean, I used to go Memorial to work Day. on Thanksgiving, and I used to go to work on Christmas because I hated them so much. Or well, and, let me and say, nobody, dislike. And nobody wants to work them, right? Right. So it was easy to cherry oh, yeah. pick that Hey, man, stuff. can I get that day? Well, let's take two days off before because otherwise it's time and a half or double time. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. Well, then they come begging you. Yeah. Will you please work? Uh, we need we need this done. Can you work through the holiday? Absolutely. You know I can. <laughs> See you there. I am your man. <laughs> Will I be alone? Can I use the nail gun today? <laughs> what time can I start? Because I know it's a holiday. Well, you can't start till 9. I'll be there at 9.01. Because <laughs> so, I've always worked at jobs where they make noise. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just me there, so I was just like, Sorry, well, man, I know that project was only t- supposed to take six hours, but, you know, ten hours later, I was still at it. Yeah, it's, hey, it's, but I got it done. But I, was, I got it done. It's because I was by myself. And, yeah, it's because I was alone and didn't have all the tools <laughs> I needed. So, yeah, it's a... I, but I'll, I'll tell you what, though. Something I, I found out about Thanksgiving with my significant other is that her family, her dad... Uh, was a master chief and he was a, a chef in the navy nice so he can cook he can cook and for lots of people and it's always there's a, there there is a a, a a setting for probably 45 people and there's only eight of us and so i get to bring home like half a prime rib nice. that is perfectly cooked <laughs> See, one of the reasons, and I'm with you, I've had a lot of bad experiences with family and parent, you know, growing up and stuff. But the one thing that I've always enjoyed about, I've always found Christmas to be more awkward yeah. than Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, not that I haven't had good Christmases, but I could probably say more bad Christmases than good Christmases. Oh, yeah. And not even based on what I got. Just, no, no. Just the, it has nothing just to do the, yeah. with gifts I gave no. or received. It's it's about the people I was with. Right. Thanksgiving, though, uh, what I have found about Thanksgiving, for me personally, is it is a, uh, it's a designated, basically, time of thanks. And so it's not hard for me to look in to my life or into my situations even in the crappiest times and find something to be thankful for you know because it's not a and, and again i'm with you that doesn't mean you have to gather with everybody no doesn't mean you have to be part of, but on the day itself i'm thankful that anheuser-busch brewed this beer for me so i could drink it been today there. <laughs> i've been there i've been thankful for jack daniels I've jameson been, i've been thankful for a uh, hungry man uh <laughs> <laughs> that they freeze the Thanksgiving food. helper. <laughs> I've been thankful for cheese in a can. Oh yeah, top ramen. Oh yeah, you know? <laughs> scraping together a dime to go buy, buy a pack of top ramen. Thankful that that car wreck only wiped out my car and not me. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, you know. so to me, I, on that day, that's where I try to put my focus. That in football, yeah. if I'm not working. Yeah. Thanksgiving is a made-up holiday that well, just sweeps the slaughter of a people in their culture. A under lot the rug. of them are presidents. <laughs> presidents Day. Well, the, we used to have uh, Washington and birthday Lincoln. and then Lincoln birthday, and then they were like, "No, that's too many days Combine off for them. you guys." Yeah, and now it's a nothing. <laughs> yeah, we, we used to have Christopher Columbus Day, too. right? Yeah, now it's Indigenous Peoples Day, yeah, okay. which I find is better because Christopher Columbus never even set foot on the North American continent, right? And I like fry bread, so that's what I have on. Columbus Day in America is like having MacArthur Day in Iceland. (laughs) He'd never been there. No, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's like like celebrating the Queen's holiday. Right? (laughs) Who cares? Yeah. 
I mean, I, my wife's from Canada. They have all kind of goofy holidays. I find it hilarious. Queen Victoria Day. Hilarious that we're in the 21st century and there's still royalty. It's, it's, it makes no sense. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. It's zero. It's the dumbest thing in the world. And I under, I've, I've ranted about that for years. I understand and that. that anybody gives a rat's ass what they think. Right. Or that they appear anywhere. Who and, cares? But you know how much land she owns and how much money she's, she's worth? One of, she is one of the Council of 13, which yeah. are the richest families on the planet. Right. So a little side tip there. A lot of people made a big deal about how J.K. Rowling made a ton of money and was worth more than the queen absolutely not yeah no way no Never. maybe in one bank account yeah yeah maybe, maybe in maybe, the public maybe bank for account. five minutes in the public bank account but that doesn't include land jewelry uh what, what, personnel all, all the stuff they own around the world the, and the everything. power they have over india and some of africa they spread it out i mean basically she's she controls she controls most an, of the uk she controls and most a of massive Canada. empire still <laughs> And a lot of Australia too, uh, th- yeah, they own a which uh, which I find funny that they call me. the president of the United States the leader of the free world. It's just like no, <laughs> you, you got this little rock here, <laughs> and these other people over here, they got the rest of the planet. You you no no. <laughs> Why do you think they're the EU is fighting so hard against Brexit? I mean, they are because they want to maintain control. They, they well, want they yeah. want to keep all those resources that and they, the money they flow, can, yeah. the money oh, flow yeah. from England. Yeah. And people are like, well, it's from the taxpayers. Some, but a lot of it comes from the royal family uh, paying, and it, it's it's an endless wealth supply. Yeah. Imagine imagine if they still had control over uh, Beijing and control over India like they used they to. They still do. It's just in a different way. Well, they kind of handed, they, they have the reins, but they gave the, the control they to have the guy the right flow. below. They have the, class, yeah. the cash flow coming in from it. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. In name, they handed it over. Right. But trust me, They're the still... tentacles are everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when Sidney Powell said release the Kraken, well, England is the Kraken. Yeah. they. I yeah. mean, they got tentacles everywhere. <laughs> and the royal family has a pipeline to, to finances you, you couldn't even dream of. It all started, I mean, it started back with like, I mean, a long time ago when they would just go around raiding everybody and stealing all their stuff. Right. And uh, and then and setting then, up all and the then trade. set up camp and set up yep. trade. And, and, and own, own all the trading routes. and everything. I mean, you just can't believe it's untold wealth. Oh, man. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's almost unfathomable. Yet people almost. still think they're relevant. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. they're, they're oligarchs is what they are. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Let's see. We got... Uh, uh, so, Sean, Shauna, I'm not sure. They wanted to know if I think that the virus is a hoax because we talk about it a lot. Like the virus itself? Like like the virus itself. And the answer is no. Yeah. The virus is not a hoax. No, it's not. The fear being drummed up by the media and the, the politicos, that's the hoax being played on the, the people. The seriousness of it. What we're being fed as to the level of it is a complete hoax. Yeah, because I mean, I, under, a I understand hoax. that people that have underlying conditions can be very, very harmed and even killed by this virus. Same thing but with when, flu but or pneumonia. Or even a common cold. Absolutely. If, if you have some kind of adverse effect with the common cold, you can be killed. Absolutely. But it, the, the virus itself is not a hoax. It's it's real. It's out there. And if, if you're that concerned, you, you take Go. precautionary measures. 
to keep yourself and your family safe. That's that's the most you can do. Just turn off the radio. Turn and, off the oh, TV. Please. Don't read the newspaper. Listen to this show, cases, though. Cases, <laughs> cases, cases, which means nothing. Yeah, but uh, I, I was unfortunately, I was listening to NPR, which is National Propaganda Radio, yes, for anyone who doesn't know. And they were talking about France, and France had 27,000 new cases. Or, no, excuse me, 27,000 deaths last month. That's someone died every 17 seconds. Baloney. And I've been looking for those deaths. That hasn't that And I, I haven't seen them. There's a, now, there's a lot of cases. Because people are getting tested. Because people are fear-driven. We have ten to go times get the amount of testing going on now than we had back in the early days of COVID. And we have ten times the cases. And we have, Amazing. Oh, I wonder how that works. Amazing. Stop taking the dang tests. But, I mean. And they if, won't have these stupid phony baloney numbers. As far have as. you one time. Let me just ask you this, listener. Well, two things. One, if you're on Apple Podcasts or you go back, go to NWCZ's Down the Rabbit Hole and look at. And listen to the COVID episode. Nice plug. Um, we get we we spit a lot of truth on there, and I, I have a fact sheet that I can send you that will you are not hearing anywhere in the mainstream. And this is all scientific data Scientifically backed data. Absolutely. So uh, and then so then the other thing is, have you ever once ever? heard a recovery stat recovery rate no we, every week we hear uh, this this week in the united states we've hit a record number of cases one million cases this week okay and then the next week this week we've hit another milestone 1.5 million brand new cases they never tell you how many recovered of the one million last week and they don't ever they, and they kind of never they, they gloss over the fact that they're adding the new half million to that one million Absolutely. and calling that the new it's Landmark. called data dumping, yep, they, and they do it all the time. All the time. All you got to do, here's all you got to do. Go look at the death rate on the CDC website. Uh, go, yes, go to the it's CDC website. It's been flatlined for like four or five months. Since at least June. It's almost at zero. Yeah. So cases don't mean jack. No. That just means you got a cold. You, you, or you, had, got, you, you got, had a virus of some type when you got tested. And if you have to take a test by sticking a swab up to your brain to tell you that you have this covid this covid virus this this pandemic that's does that's nothing if you don't know you have it and you have to take a test to tell you that you have it yeah I, that's I don't not have a pandemic i don't have any symptoms but i'm gonna go get that test because it's free how and many people oh, look you have it yeah how many dead people have you walked over in the street Exactly. How many cars have just run run off the road because they died of COVID? Right. Have, do you know anyone people, who's people died just of COVID like flies? outside of a hospital? When you've gone to you know Walmart or Fred Myers or Home Depot, are people dead in the parking lot? You got to step over them in the aisles? In the aisle, yeah. No. Absolutely not. And like I said, that's another thing because at work, you know, I, I I have to wear gloves. I have to wear a face mask and I have to wear eye cover. And I have to disinfect. The, I have to disinfect tools. If I'm going to share a tool insane. with someone, I have to disinfect this tool. It's ridiculous. But I go to the store. All I need is a mask. I don't have to wear gloves. Someone doesn't follow me no. around, making sure they wipe down or or disinfect everything I touch or someone else touches. Your mail. Your mail. Your anything. Anything. Newspaper. Magazine. Whatever. If you're not being completely protective of everything then you're being lied to about most of it is all i'm saying and check out 
this brand new Swedish study on masks, which has been out for six months, but nobody would publish it because it didn't fit the narrative. Right. They finally somebody found somebody. Oh, but they'll call it fake news all day. All day. All day. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, this is uh, no, no, no. It's direct science, man. It's the largest during the pandemic mass study on record. And what they found was it don't make a difference. Yeah. You know, I mean, think logically. Think logically. How many times a day do you touch your mask? Exactly. If the co- if if it's magically saving you from COVID as you're breathing in, where is it going? It doesn't just die on your mask. No, it's there for uh, at least 72 hours, right? Because it's, it lives on cardboard, yeah. lives on plastic, and, and you're breathing in aluminum. it, so it keeps it moist. Yep. And um, it, it, it gives it a nice living culture. It's just insanity. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. I, I, no, to answer your question, no, I don't think it's a hoax at all. I think it is a dangerous virus. You can virus. catch it. I think it is a dangerous virus to some people who are and we know immunocompromised. Who that, we know who those people are. Yes. We know. We're, what are we, like eight months into this thing? They know who the audience is that is most susceptible to, right. to this, and they don't care. And they want to punish everybody. And if you are one of those immunocompromised people, please be careful. Keep yourself alive so you can keep listening to this show. Average, de- average <laughs> age of death. From 78. With nice. the COVID? Yeah, it's between 78 and 82. Yeah. And You're the at average, the end of life anyway. Average lifespan of Americans, 75 for males, 77 for females. Right. So, you know, something was going to get, not to be crass. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. But something, I'm a, I'm was going, something was going to get you. And, and the ones who die have two or more uh, comorbidities. Yeah, and and I apologize so if for you're sounding a healthy, crass. If you're a healthy 75 year old and you get it, you got a 99.73 percent chance of survival. Right. That is not a pandemic. No. When That's, I reach that age, I want people to live their life. I, if I'm, if I, if I, it's not my fault. Yeah, and it should be up to that I mean, individual because fault. think about all these people who are at the end of their life and they're stuck in a home or a nursing home or a care facility. And or even with family that doesn't want to take care of them right. properly. Nobody wants to hug them. It. Nobody wants to be around them. Yeah. Everybody's frightened. It should be their choice. Yeah. Like if I'm that age, I'm like, hey, bring it on. Give me a big hug. Bring yep. it in. Bring yep. it in. And yep. if I get COVID and go, at least I went happy and on my terms. And we got hugs. We we shared love. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so and if you're like I said, I'm, I don't mean to sound live crass. with knowledge, not fear. I don't mean to sound crass, but I'm not gonna let your fear of death keep me from living Ooh. my life oh no i'm just yeah, not absolutely not that's that's live in knowledge life not in fear liberty and the pursuit of happiness those are in the constitution yeah, absolutely and we're and they're all being stripped from us right oh now yeah we're, because we're, of this we're, we're four maybe three generations away from serfdom so uh it could be sooner could be sooner depending on what biden does so all right well i got one more uh, so Mark T wanted to know what it was like when I was retired and do I miss it? Well, yes. <laughs> now I totally miss it, bro. But see, here's what happened. What was it like? It was, it was like heaven. It was, it was like <laughs> heaven. And then it became hell because, because oh I was young, I was 36. Right. And I, I, I got fired from the band for the f- third time. And my girlfriend was just like, you know, just come home. And so I'm like, all right. And it was 2006. So I did nothing. I didn't go look for work. I didn't do any. I did dinky stuff around the house, kind of 
little so repair you, here, little stuff there. So, I had three hundred k in the bank. In the bank. And and you so you when you retired, I was, I was kind of living off the interest. Kind okay, of. yeah. I was I was living right at the cusp of it because right. I was making. So you're drawing a little. The, the interest tiny enough was was enough to cover rent and or or mortgage or whatever, and then. Uh, and then, or, or excuse me, uh, your rent or mortgage? No, no, it was enough, it was enough to cover the taxes and the and the thing because we own the oh, house. Oh, so you own the house, so you had enough to I pay had, the taxes. I had enough to pay the taxes. I had enough to groceries. To, to pay for groceries and and Gas. all the all the bills. So, okay. So, so what I was so all your household bills. What I was spending money on was, to be honest, drugs mm-hmm. and and extracurricular activities. So. In 2008, when the market crashed, the I was down to about 200, and the the it no longer covered the entire household right uh, uh, bill, and so it was just kind of slowly depleting and slowly depleting. But it 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 was uh, subsidized because she was like, "No, you don't have to get a job. I'll get a second job." What? I found a unicorn. She's no a, she's a keeper. So. <laughs> So, or she liked your unicorn and yeah, she stuck well, around. She, she definitely liked the horn of the unicorn, okay, baby. Okay, there you go. But so, so I'm I'm at home. I'm playing video games on my computer. I'm I'm doing, while she goes to work. While she goes to work, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 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 well. See, I'm I at that time I had the garage. I had I had the man cave, and nice. and so I'm out in the garage doing your thing. Twenty hours a day. Just playing video games, playing music, writing, recording, Not playing, showering, writing. No, drinking. no, for weeks. Yeah, I weeks. Can, I know you. I, I could. I'm visualizing <laughs> this. And, it ain't pretty. And then, so by by Hair down to your knees. By 2015, yeah, beard. So <laughs> by 2015, I I had found that I was on Facebook for 18 hours a day. Oh my gosh. And I was just like, I've got to do something. And we were down to about eighty thousand. Yeah, that's a wake up call. Yeah, and I'm just like, holy shit! I'm I'm I'm, I'm bleeding us dry. Because now, how old are you at this time? I'm I'm forty five. Okay. So it's been nine years. It's been nine years that you were. And I'm just sucking, sucking money. Now we're now we are almost fucking broke. Excuse me. And so I I did the whitest thing I could. <laughs> got a paper route. I got a job at a golf course. Nice. So that I could play free golf. And during this whole time, during this entire time, as a so matter of fact, like, what were you doing on the golf course? Were you like moving the? I was the, a cook. Oh, cook. I was okay. a cook when I started. And but during this entire time, the, the 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 guy I'm working for now, I had worked for before my band took off. And when my band was ready to take off, he's like, "Why haven't you left yet?" Right. But once a year, he'd call me. Are you are you done? Are you ready? Are you coming back to work? Are you done? Are you ready? Are you coming back to work? And then it became a six month thing. Hey man, you do so what are you doing? I know you're not doing anything now, so why don't you come back to work? And I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> then I got the job at the golf course, and I was working in the kitchen. Then the golf the they they did a so like a minimum wage or slightly yeah, higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, I was I think it was making like twelve four, bucks, fourteen bucks. Okay, but uh, so it's it's not terrible. No, it wasn't horrible, but it was free golf. And I to this day I get free golf. I go down there. They're like, here's a cart key. Get out there. Nice. Start on nine because right now people are going off one. Right. So, so I I got that job and then uh, Obamacare passed, and so I was working forty hours a week in the kitchen, and then I was working thirty hours a week in the kitchen, and then I was working twenty hours a week in the kitchen, and then I didn't have any insurance through the through the thing except for basic liability, 
and they, they that was their choice yeah. to cut you back. Oh yeah, and yeah. then and then uh, <laughs> that happened to a lot of people. Yeah, and then this, that was the big this lie. Guy, this guy that was working on the Greens crew, this 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 Mexican fellow, quit. So I took his job. Nice. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go work on the Greens. That crew. That would be a fun job. And uh, and the uh, the the golf course was bought out by the tribe, and they decided to remodel. So the kitchen went away entirely. It's gone. The building is gone. So I was working outside. On the on the uh, you know doing the mowing at four in the morning and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like man, I'm Watering, working outside again and, and moving the holes and putting calls. Hey man, flags. I know you used to do construction. You want to come work and do the window installation? I was like, oh, you know what? All right. So I go talk to his the the family owned business. Yeah, was his like, brother or something? His, I think his, his brother and Uncle his sister or something, somebody. something. Anyway, so I go there and I'm talking to them, and they're like, uh, so. Go out and see what you see what it is. So I went out one day and I came back and I was like, okay, well I want 25 an hour. And they're like, we can't do that. Right then, my buddy calls. Hey man, you want you want to come to work for me? And I'm like, what was putting? <laughs> what what cheap? What cheap price were they going to charge? Pay they, you? they wanted to give me 15. And so I was, I was like, oh hey, <laughs> what's up, Bubba? He's like, are you ready to come back to work yet? And I'm like, you know what? I've been working outside. I'm about to go work with this window company. He's like, that's what I do now. I do window installations. Oh man. I'm like, what? He's like, bucks. he's like, what are they offering you? I said, 15. He said, I'll double it right now. Come to work for me. I said, uh, I'm uh, gone. So I'm, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and so I started working back with my buddy again. Then, Lauren, I've known Bubba for for 42 years now. And that guy. So you found, at first, you found, and I think a lot of, I think you're in the same category as people who retire at, quote, retirement age. Right. At first, it's awesome. Yeah, right? it was great because you don't you you're, you're on your own schedule. Yeah, you, you all you got a stack of books or a stack of a ton of movies. Yeah, you got all this stuff you want to you want to learn. My library increased by about twenty five percent, bro. Right, you got all this stuff you want to do, and then you you plow through it. Yep. and then you're like, and now what? Yep, now I guess it's video games. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now, so, oh look, internet. Oh whoa, Facebook. Whoa, this is cool. <laughs> no. And Fortunately, then, you know, most people who retire at, I don't know, 65 or right. 70, um, you know, by the time they hit the end of whatever it was they wanted to do, their body's broken down enough to where it's like they're kind of forced to settle down. Right. You know you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was way too young and, yeah. and uh, way too dumb because if I was, if I was smarter about... Think m- you would have worked and st- put more money in the kitty? No, I think if uh, if I was smarter about what I did when I retired, I would have quit doing drugs then instead of now. Hmm. And how much money do you think you spent during that time on drugs? Oh, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> more than a uh, good thing she doesn't listen because more more than I'll ever tell her. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you know, a lot of people who retire early. And I've had a couple of friends who have done this who did go back to work. Yeah. Because they either, it, it, it doesn't have to be drugs. It, it can be whatever your drug is. Like one of mine's was, it was old, old muscle cars. Okay. Drained him dry. I bet. Drained him dry. Dude, muscle cars and, and musical gear right. will definitely yeah. kill your bank account if you're not it, adding to it. Yeah. It'll at nickel and dime you right down the tube. Because I mean, I've to this day, I haven't, I have not played an instrument for more than five minutes for six years. I'm with you, man. But I've got, I've last got all, week, all my stuff's down. Last in the basement. week, I bought another guitar. <laughs> Two months ago, I bought a bass. <laughs> a year and a half ago, I bought a drum kit. I, you know, it's just like what? Yeah, I don't think you play. It, well, you know, I 
I, I might. I someday. can't help it. It's like heroin. Okay, I'm just sorry. It's a, it's a good deal. <laughs> Everybody has that thing. This guy has a had had a uh, busted one of his necks on one of his uh, guitars, and he came to me because the insurance wasn't going to cover all of it. And he's like, "Hey, uh, you want to buy this Gibson for seven hundred bucks?" I'm like, "And yes." <laughs> <laughs> Because I've seen it played, I've played it. Uh, it's a beautiful guitar, sounds great. It's a voodoo, and it's it's. Did you say it had a busted head? No, no, the the other guitar. Oh, got it. So he needed the supplement. Got it. Got and it. and I'm just like, well, you know, I got gas, which right. is gear acquisition syndrome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a. Yeah, I mean, it happens. I, I like I said, I, I know people who have retired younger than they probably you know would have. On a normal, they either got inheritance, yeah, or an insurance settlement, yeah. or just were really good and sold some houses. They were in real estate or something, right, right. hit it right. Oh, I'm done, and then within usually five to seven years, they're back, yeah, and doing and, something, and it, either out of boredom or they found whatever they like to do and it drained them dry. Yeah, and I and and, and for me, it was both. I I, I was bleeding our, our our account dry, but so do you think it takes more discipline to be retired? Uh, at, at a young age, it takes a lot of discipline. You gotta, you gotta really know what you're doing and, and have a good portfolio, and you gotta have a plan. I didn't, I didn't have a plan. Yeah, you do. Have I, to have I a just plan. fell into it, right. and it's just like, all right, I'll just try this for a while, okay, and just keep doing my normal life, but without the income, because I'm what they call a functioning addict. But I see, can you, do drugs you, all you, night and go also, to work all day. You also had a leg up in the fact that you owned your place. Yeah. So you, so. You're just now paying taxes and maintenance. Yes, and we we own we own the cars, we own the house, and so yeah, so you were debt free essentially. Yeah, pretty close. Essentially, pretty close. Yeah, and but but it was still the the debt that we had was still enough that my my inclusion was was bleeding us out. Because I had a fr- I had a friend come to me one time. It's one of the funniest moments in my life. Uh, there's a group of us guys who get together every Monday night, uh, and it's just a guy group. We just yeah. all hang out and. This guy came in. He was 32 at the time, and he had just gone through a divorce, and they had split everything up. And uh, he walks in, and so like, "What are you going to do now? Like, what, what what's your what's your plan?" He was, "I got 80 grand in the bank. I think I'm going to retire." Nope. And I was like, "You're 32, <laughs> and you don't own anything. Like, what are you going to re- what are you going to do? 80 grand? Uh, let's calculate it." <laughs> so I just pulled out my phone, and we just got calculated just basic basic expenses for a year. And we add it's like you're gonna last That's four, twelve grand, yeah. Four years, you're gone. Yeah, twelve grand is is kind of a low ball too. That's a super low ball. Yeah. He didn't own a house. Yeah. So he, depending on what shithole he lived in, you know, he's paying rent between seven hundred and twelve hundred a month. I was just like, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> have fun. We'll see you on the workforce in about a year. I could have retired years ago, right? <laughs> you can retire on eighty grand in eighteen twenty <laughs> and live in, live in a tent in Seattle, right? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. I I mean, and and do I miss it? Yes. Would I go back in in a, in a heartbeat? I bet if you had been down, Would, if I if I knew now what I didn't know then, I'd still be retired. Yeah, but th- that's our, that's everybody's. That's life everybody. Story. Yeah, that's the. But twi- I bet if you had vision. if you had moved from here, right? Let's say you sold your house, uh-huh. and you moved to a uh, like Montana. Yeah, somewhere, or down, somewhere, or or even somewhere down south, like I don't know, like Mississippi, where it's cheap to live. Or, yeah. yeah, where it's cheap to live, Louisiana, Texas, and parts. and where I wouldn't know anybody, so I wouldn't have any contacts. You, it would have lasted a lot longer. Yeah, but again, you had no plan. Yeah, <laughs> I had I had absolutely no plan. See, and I have a plan, and I'm still not there. Because, yeah, <laughs> because every time you you think you're there, you start doing all the calculations and yeah. stuff, and it's like, man, 
this looks good that looks good i've been putting money away forever i've you know invested i've got house a couple of houses and then you calculate it all up and you're like oh man yeah i don't uh, another year yeah yeah <laughs> another year one more year okay uh one more year i want that so two more years eventually yeah. you just have to pull the plug and go for it yeah yeah but uh there's nothing wrong with going back to work no time there, there's absolutely nothing wrong with with I'm going to be a Walmart Working greeter. and doing a job that you are good at and enjoy. I want to either be a Chick-fil-A uh, drive through person or a Walmart greeter. That'd that's, be great. That's my retirement. Let's <laughs> piss everybody off. Dick Cheney, Walmart greeter. <laughs> Fuck you. That's right. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck what you. are you doing here? <laughs> why, are you, why are you buying this China crap? Yeah. Go home. Yeah. Put your, pull your pants up. <laughs> Belts are in aisle five. <laughs> we got moo's on sale today. You would have you would, you would have a lot of ammo. You could come in with a camera and and start taking pictures to upload to the people of Walmart. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. we don't allow pajamas in this Walmart. <laughs> That's right. Excuse me, no camels in this store, ma'am. <laughs> they allow a lot. They they allow all shapes and sizes. Oh my gosh, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen. It. It's hey, crazy. I don't care what you shape are not allowed are. in the food section today, ma'am. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> what, what you need is a belt and diet pills, aisle nine. <laughs> We're horrible people. Thank you. But yeah, it's uh, it's. I mean. They say do what you uh, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Well, what if you love working? I've always heard that, and I understand the concept of it, but I don't even think it's true. I don't because I know I know people who absolutely would never do anything but what they're doing, yeah. and they're just as stressed as anybody right. else. I'll tell you what, I'm 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 in a position now where I really I enjoy going to work, and I, I love what I do at work because. That, that, my boss's plan for me, he had a, he had a five year plan, but now it looks like it's going to stretch out a little bit because of what's going on. Yeah. But his five year plan was to get me trained up and in a lead position, and then when he retired, let me take over the company. And then the five year plan on top of that was to give me ownership of the company. And I I'm right now I'm I'm in a position where. And how old are you? I, I just turned fifty one, so. All right. So right now I'm in a position where so I. So are you down with the ten-year plan? I'm totally down with his plan because I've. How I've, how far are you into the plan? We're 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 in year four right now. Okay, so, all right, so, let's say at at the current rate at sixty, you would be part owner. Uh, no, full. Full owner. Full owner. And and then probably finding somebody that would apprentice you. Yes. So that when you hit whatever. And age, and honestly, I have two guys right now. That, that I'm ready to train up into my position when when everything falls into place mm -hmm. or if I mean I'm not counting on it and I'm I'm happy with where I am. Do you think construction, you know, given the current circumstances with uh, what we're facing post COVID, um, do you think construction is a thing or is, I, I or is think it going to slow way down? I think I well that's the thing about construction it's it is a feast or famine absolutely uh, uh, job. But I think with what we're doing, it's it's going to be around for a while because we now now I do too. I you used to build houses and I used to build mine's apartments. Mine's on a conspiratorial level. I, I I used to build houses and I used to build apartments, but now I build multi-use buildings where 
the first floor is is stores, the second floor is offices, and the rest are all apartments, and they're well, tiny, that's the, that's, tiny apartments. That's the Vancouver, BC model. Yeah, it's infected the world. Yes, and that's and I've business I, I below. See it lasting for there's at least one up on Sixth Avenue. They just built. Yeah, I've been. I've, I've built I've two built in ten Proctor. Of them. I've built ten of them. Yeah, it's insanity, and that's why that's why that business is going to thrive because those are that is where the globalists are pushing humanity into these urban effing villages yeah and they don't and want you to own property they don't want you to own space no nope. they don't want you to own a yard and you know or what a they house. don't you know what they don't ever build in all these buildings in only two of the 15 buildings that i've worked on in the past four and a half years have had garages oh no they don't want you to own a car no they do not want you they want you to they stay don't want you to be able to travel they do not Absolutely not. At least not un- that's why not that, uncontrolled this travel. This started in Vancouver. The architect of that, they brought to Seattle, and you see what it's done yeah, to I'm, Seattle. I'm building this building. <laughs> and now it's spreading it's spreading all over the place. Yeah. They want to it's they want so, to co- So so to answer your question, they want you, yes, I see what I I'm do, doing thriving. It I might do not too. be might not be uh you know all all year there, no, no. there's time off no, but here it, and there. But for years, for it will years, happen. it's going to be going on long enough, long enough for cities. me to take over the company and then sell it. Because we, and I mean, I, I'm patting my own back, stroking my own ego, whatever. We are, we we we're in a niche that is is coveted, and yeah. we we do a a great job. There's a the, the W G Clark is the main supplier of our work, mm-hmm. and Two years into working with Bubba again, they were calling him on the phone. Hey, we've got another building in three years. We're just going to submit your your bid. And he'd be like, yeah, oh, okay, whatever. So he's got them telling him, yeah. we want you to do this. That's always good. And so I've, I've been slowly introduced to all the people that he knows. Mm-hmm. And I used three of those people. Got me that job at Pro.com because I was because they you know they offered me more money and, and more benefits and perks right. and even my boss was like hey I'll help you get that job that's I can't I can't compete with that and and then the other people the higher ups helped me get that job unfortunately COVID killed that job and they instantly come on back here you go right where you started or left off I'm glad to hear that a lot of uh, industries in states such as ours Oregon and others are are starting to take legal battles to the courts over this nonsensical lockdown yeah. and shutdown of restaurants and small businesses so they're going to have to fight back it's, or they're going to die the, it's the killing of the middle class being helped by the middle class to kill it yeah. and it's sad to watch because yeah. they're cheering themselves on to their own death and they and it's only think cer- they're it's, doing the right it's thing. Certain pockets that have completely bought into it. Unfortunately, we live in a state that uh, our governor has completely bought into it. He will. He refuses to answer questions. Refuses to have a special session. Refuses to uh, acknowledge any or, or offer help. Yeah. Or and just do these arbitrary, large swath thing. I mean, think about it. Think about over there in I don't know uh, Colville. In Othello, or Walla Walla, in, well, it, it, any of these small towns on where the they e- say they're hot spots, the, right? Because you've got what a hundred people in that town, yeah. maybe four hundred. What's a hot spot? And, what, three of them and got 40 it. Forty of them have COVID, but you know they're not. One dead. of them has has uh, non-asymptomatic asymptomatic symptoms. 
It's just like, okay. But you got to oh. close your restaurants, yep. close your churches, close your small businesses. Yep. Everybody's got to do these ridiculous dances with their mask and, yep. and, and gloves and just to enter into a but building. They don't, they don't mandate gloves. They just no. mandate the mask. <laughs> That's true. They don't mandate gloves. No. no because they know, at, nobody, they know nobody will do it. Where at, where at my job, they mandate the gloves and the disinfectant. And and the I mean, the, and a mandate is not a law. Please, people, understand. When they say this is a mandate, that is not a legal. That is not a. That is not a binding legal term. Yeah. That is not a law. Uh, even my pastor this morning was like, you know, because we sang in church. Beautiful. Uh, you know, and he was like, you know, we're breaking the law. And and afterwards, I told you know, I was like, you know, it's not a law. That you can't sing in church. It's, it's, it's just it's mandated. A, it's a mandate passed down, want you to do which it. is like me mandating you go home right now. Right. I've, I'm mandating that you go home right okay, now. Okay, I'm out of here. My boss told me to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's so a lot of people, I hear this all the time. Whoa, this is the law. No, it's not the law. No, no. And I've challenged it at my work Yeah. with the whole mask and stuff. And I'm like, no, a mandate and a requirement. You know, you are required to wear a mask. No, I'm not. No, a requirement that that is that would be a law. Show me. Show, RCW. Show, yeah, yeah. Show it to me. It's not the law. But in in my position, where I am, what I'm making, I a I, private company can make that an issue. I follow the rules. Yeah, and and they can make that rule. Yeah. They they, they could have done it last year. They could they could have done it five years ago. Right. They could when say I you started. know what? Uh, because there are trades where you do have to wear painters wear yeah. masks oh, all yeah. the time. Oh yeah. People who work in sod. Any, saw anyone mills. who sands anything wears a mask. You have to right. Yeah. So again, they can make that determination there, but this nonsense. Yeah, imagine if they told welders, "Hey, you know, you don't have to wear that mask." But you know, <laughs> you have to wear goggles. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's up to you. Wow, we go through a lot of a lot of welders. Yeah, and it's a blinding <laughs> job. It's just, I don't know, man. <laughs> Not sure why they all can't find the door at yeah. the end of the day. <laughs> it's bumping into things. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's 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 all right. I. I I think that I will be retired before sixty-five. So were those again. all the questions? Those are all the ones I wanted to answer. Well, that's well. That was nice of your listeners to write in and ask questions. And, and I, I I appreciate every single one of you that's listening, and uh, thank you very much for 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 even having an interest in me uh, and and my show. And thank you so much. Yeah, I, we're I, still we're do more. These are these are great. That was that we're was still fun. looking into the the whole cause and effect of why people are listening and yeah that, you. you know yeah what, what? I mean, that's that's why we're here if it's you, an exercise if you in send discovery. in more information <laughs> about why you listen to my show at the vegetable soup show at gmail.com so we get a grip on this whole this let, thing let me i know, don't get it i was surprised let me know what it is that you like because that way i can continue doing that because I know some of you don't like the political stuff. Some of you don't like the COVID stuff. Some of you don't even care for the music we play. But it's the time. But you keep listening, and I love you for it, man. And uh, oh. I'm, I'm here with Big D. Plug your shows, Big D. Uh, the main one to listen to is uh, Down the Rabbit Hole, Sunday nights, 8 to 9, also on all, all the podcasts. I also, from 6 to 8, I do a, a music show. And we play great tunes. So yes, you do. Tune in from 6 to 9 on Sunday nights. All right. And then Trev? Seven to eight on Mondays, we have uh, Waves Radio, which is just a mix of whatever the heck I'm feeling that day. And then we have uh, which Dead today is Carhartt and Timberland, right? Yeah, it might be. It, 
Justin Timberlake and Mike Carhart. Feeling maybe it might be a little, maybe a little country this week. <laughs> That's what I'm looking at I'm over thinking, there. I'm thinking Brad Paisley. Right? Oh yeah. Thinking some alt country going on. <laughs> I like I like where you're thinking. I already now I know what I'm gonna play this week. Um, and then Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. Um, That's every, where he changes sweatshirts. Yes. Yeah, to. <laughs> every, it's, no, when the black, it's when the black comes out. The punks are working class people. That's true. We, we're we're DIY. Yeah, we that's true. So we're we all we're out there in the I trenches. Like the attitude. And I want to do a little shout out to uh, Brandon and Beej on Love and Hate. Love and Hate Radio. They, they had me out uh, for their recording for for their Thanksgiving show. So thank you guys. <laughs> was it just a big hate fest? No, it was awesome. <laughs> so there was time. love there, and there, hate. There was oh. love and hate. Yeah, oh, there was so a lot of tune hate. Tune in to learn learn how veg. His heart grew ten times, <laughs> and he <laughs> be- to, began in, to love Thanksgiving. To, to, to know that Veg knows all about the Anarchist Cookbook and knows that napalm is a great thing to be able to make. That's on Love Hate Radio. <laughs> also, make sure to uh, check us out on all the podcasts: uh, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, and so Everywhere. much Everywhere, everywhere, yeah. and and again, uh, to my listeners that uh, I, I answered your questions. Thanksgiving me the questions. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) We need new sound effects. Anyway, everyone enjoy your evening. Don't get too wasted because you got to work tomorrow. Love you all.